All righty. Welcome back, people. So first one we're going to chat about is there's a State of a Nation report by Suicide Prevention Australia that they release annually. Of the Aussies they surveyed, 70% have experienced elevated distress uh, levels beyond their normal uh, normal levels compared to the same time last year. When they talked about and broke down what causes were the the bigger causes for these issues, when they talked about yeah. the, the the issues that were sort of causing this mostly for men or for women, cost of living and personal debt was the leading cause at 40%. It was higher for mm-hmm. women than men. Women were 44% more likely to experience stress from these issues than men were, which yeah. was 36% of men. Mm-hmm. This is despite near equal level, equal levels of overall elevated distress between women and men. But the CEO of the, the Suicide Prevention Australia was speaking that further economic turbulence seems to be on the way. We've got you know mm-hmm. interest rates going up still and we've still got people's mortgages are going to get more expensive. Yeah. People are going to struggle to make their mortgage repayments alongside grocery bills going up, fuel costs going up. When they were talking about the the biggest risks to rising suicide rates in Australia, cost of living yeah. and personal debt is sort of listed as one of the highest um, concern points for private yeah. business as well as just people in the public. And and to go on with this, just today we read in the news that Digital Finance Analytics is a website online from Australia, and they showed that the percentage of people suffering from rental stress has now hit 51% in Victoria and 62% in New South New South Wales, pardon me, which is around double the normal mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. So people experiencing rental stress in Victoria and New South Wales are both higher than the stress levels of people with mortgages right now in those states, respectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wondered what your thoughts were on the stats and like, obviously like financial, I always read that like financial stress is the biggest cause of like divorce and issues yes. in the home. So I just wondered your yes. thoughts on the stats. Yeah, look, it's, they're pretty alarming. Um, not really surprising. Well, sort of surprising, but not, you know, because a lot of people made decisions based on what the Reserve Bank Governor said around interest rates, you know, interest rates will not rise till 2024, maybe later. Um, You know, we've had 2.25% increase in interest rates, which for some people has probably doubled their mortgage repayment. Um, And for investors, um, they've got to pass some of that cost on. So the rents will go up. Um, You know, I think we talked during the pandemic about missed opportunities. And one of the big missed opportunities I thought I I mentioned a couple of times was that when the pandemic first hit and we went into lockdown, we saw those pictures of queues and queues of people lined up outside Centrelink because no one had savings, no one had buffers in place, no one had emergency, you know, everyone, there was lots of people living paycheck to paycheck and we never really took the opportunity to go, well, if this happens again, what do we do? What we did, you know, the government threw money at people, um, job seeker, job keeper, um, you know, double unemployment, welfare payment. And even though it's happened a lot quicker than what people thought, there was um, things were going to come home to roost that, you know, the mortgage repayments would go up. 
you know, rents would go up and we've had a, you know, a massive, there's a massive undersupply of properties. So rentals are really hard to come by and all that sort of stuff. So look, I think the thing is for people, there is help and support available um, if they are in, you know, feeling stress. Um, if they've got a mortgage, it's through their broker or their bank if they've gone direct because um, there's plenty of op- plenty of things that people can do. You know, you can ask the bank to go interest only repayments for a while to put your payments on pause, um, maybe uh, lengthen your loan term till you get back on your feet. You know, there, there's a lot of things you can do. And if you're in rental stress, um, you know, talk to the, the agent or the landlord about, you know, what options there are because, um, you know, changing tenants is hard. It you know, takes time and that sort of thing. So most landlords would be um, would be willing to yeah come to the party. So I think it's just yeah if you if you are in stress, talk to talk to people that can help, and there there is a lot of help available. Another we were going to chat about. So PropTrack is a subsidiary of realestate.com.au and they track property values across the country and break them down between the capital cities and the regional areas in Australia. They tracked that during COVID, like since the pandemic hit in March of 2020 until now, regional prices increased 47% compared to a rise of 26% for the capital cities. Obviously, there's now like a a price drop happening across the country that it it seems to be accelerating at the moment, but it, it started a few months ago in Sydney, then Melbourne followed, and now all the other capital cities are, are, are in there too. Um, but PropTrack has released a report that even though regional prices are starting to drop as well in like following suit from the capital cities, they don't believe that they're going to experience as dramatic of a, of a price fall as some of the capital cities will. Um, they think some of this is because there's still a lack of supply on the market in the regions and there's lower vacancy rates. So it's harder to get a rental in the regions compared to the cities and prices even though they have peaked in the regions they're still quite affordable compared to what it would take to buy a house in 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 like melbourne say like i live in richmond if you tried to buy a a three-bedroom or a two-bedroom house in richmond it would cost you at least a mil but in some country areas it might cost you 500 grand or 300 grand depending so to keep in mind too guys from the peak of prices going up in the capital cities. We've now dropped uh, 3.4% across all the capital cities on average. In the regions since its peak, it's only dropped 1.4%. So there looks like it's there's been like a delay in the regions experiencing price falls compared to the cities. Average home prices in the regions are around 640K, while the average price of a capital city house is around 765k um, and even sydney's average price is around just under a mil for a house um just your thoughts dave like do you, do you expect uh, like how are you seeing the regions performing do you think that this is sort of on par where maybe they won't have the same dramatic price falls that maybe we'll see in the capitals yeah, look, I think you got to keep in mind with these stats is they're just lumping everything in together. And as we know, there's eight capital cities and there's about 200 um, towns with more than 10,000 people. And in, in those in those um, towns, there's, um, I think it's 15,432, give or take, suburbs. 
um, at any one time, there's a good place to buy. Um, if you're living in the city, you don't have your first property doesn't have to be the place you live in. And quite a lot of people we've met in our travels lately who've got quite extensive portfolios of properties still rent. So there's I know the great Australian dream is you know to buy a house and and you know, pay it down and you know grow old go old grow old gracefully, but there's plenty of options. And while the average home price in regional areas is set as six forty, that includes areas like Newcastle where it's near you know eight nine hundred grand, Wollongong, Blue Mountains, um, Sunshine Coast, um, those sorts of areas where the prices are very high. We've got clients buying from as low as one hundred and eighty four grand for a three-bedroom house that rents and pays its own way. So we've got clients buying at 340 grand in regional Victoria, around 400 um, an hour out of Perth and around Rockhampton. So there's plenty of opportunity, there's plenty of buying opportunities there. You just gotta, you gotta cut through all the negativity that's in the media. And um, yeah, no wonder, no wonder so many people are depressed when we have so much crap coming through the media. About you know how you know thing, things things are getting back to normal, um, and yeah, but there there's still plenty of you know good opportunities to buy. One of the one of the articles I read during the week in the Fin Review, and they were talking about Miami and um, in 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 the US and what's happening with prices there, and they came up with a term called pandemic gentrification. Now, people will probably have areas where they live that. 10, 20 years ago, no one wanted to live in, but now they're um, funky and they're um, trendy. Um, you know, think Leichhardt in Sydney, um, like you know, around Redfern, those sorts of places, Mayfield in Newcastle. Um, there's, pl there's plenty of places around that, you know, Docklands in Melbourne, you know, like 10, 20 years ago, no one, Footscray in Melbourne is a classic example. You know, no one wanted to live there, but then... As prices rose elsewhere, and people sort of looked looked at these places and went, "Hang on, these are these are a couple of k's from the city, and they're half the price." So people moved in there, um, you know, because they had lower budgets to get in. They renovated properties. Um, their kids started going to school there, and then more people moved in, and that sort of thing. So there's plenty of places um, around the country for you to buy to live in or to uh, invest and if you're if you're living in the city if you're you know living in Brisbane and renting um, and you can't you know the only place you can afford is 20 or 30 k's out of town it doesn't suit your lifestyle there's plenty of places to invest so I wouldn't get too hung up on I think with people we've got to try and rise above all the negativity and you know the thing is, you know, there's all this talk of, you know, prices, you know, dropping 20% in Sydney. Um, prices went up 40%. So if they drop 20, they've still gone up 20%. And as we've said on the podcast, long term in Australia, property can only go up in value over time. It can go no other way because we don't build enough property. Um, we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't build enough for people. And the stuff we build is, stuff people don't want in the wrong spots. So between the three levels of government until which Simon Presley has said ad nauseum, um, until they get their shit in one sock, um, 
it's just going to be fantastic for property investors. So, um, yeah, that that that'd be my my thought. You know, there will there will be um, there will be issues, um, but um, yeah, you've just got to look at where are the best places to buy. You know, with the budget you have. Mm. Um, last one for me. So, obviously, the RBA met last week and they rose. Uh, they they raised the cash rate. So now it's sitting at two point three five percent. Yeah, they've risen it basically for five months consecutively since May when it was sitting at point one percent. Um, Governor Philip Lowe, who's the head of the RBA right now, spoke in a in like he has his like speech that he gives after they raise the rates and he was saying that they're expecting to keep increasing rates in the further months ahead but they're not on a preset path where they know what rate rises are going to come in the in the following months but they think they're going to have to um they have a target range for inflation that they try to stick to and that's two to three percent but inflation in the year to June of this year hit 6.1%, which sort of affected the cost of fuel. You know, it it affected food costs, furniture costs, and construction materials costs as well. Um, The biggest impact that the RBA rate rise is probably going to have on people is anyone that's got like a borrow who have borrowed money from a bank on a variable loan, because that variable rate that they pay in interest will fluctuate up and down with how the RBA dictates the cash rate. Um, Uh But the way economists are talking about the rate rises too, is that uh, the rate rises take about three months to go through and circulate into and have an effect on the the economy. So if that argument holds true, the rate rises from May are only starting to have an effect. So the rate rises yeah, in yeah. June and July and August haven't and really September. hit us yet. And September, the one that's just happened, they haven't actually hit us yet. And we're not feeling those effects right now. So mm. um, there's some household consumer data. I think we might talk about it later, Dave, but it's showing that even now, Aussies are still spending a lot of money when they go to the shops uh, even if like the cost of a TV has gone up at Harvey Norman, they're still buying TVs. They're still buying electronic stuff. They're still buying furniture as if this hasn't affected them and their back pocket yet. So it should be interesting going ahead, but I wondered what your thoughts were. And, and, and I guess like, yeah, the, the RBA yeah. is just giving me the shits at this point. Like, I just don't really understand what, like they're just seeming to, I feel like they're going to create a lot of heartache and bullshit, um, mm. you know? Yeah. That might and that, be that's unnecessary. Thing, like, yeah, I think the, the chap from um, CBA, um, Gareth Ed, I think his name is, um, mentioned that about, you know, there's about a uh, three-month lag. So, you know, we're in September. You know, people are probably, you know, their, their repayments are starting to go up and people are starting to, you know, they've got less money to spend. Um Investors are going. Wow, my my mortgage has gone up two hundred bucks a week. Um, I need to put my rent up. So people's rents are going to go up, and then we've got you know the loonies from the Greens talking about um, um, you know freezing rents. You know, if you're going to freeze rents, you you've got to freeze everything. Freeze politicians' wages, freeze fuel, freeze food costs, freeze everything. Like you can't just pick rent and say let's freeze that and make investors take the hit. 
because interest because interest rates have gone up and rents have gone up due to lack of supply, which is being caused by government. So if you're going to freeze anything, freeze um, members of parliament's salary until they actually do their job. That's what you've got to do. So look, yeah, the, the thing is interest rates are going up. Variable rates are still below fixed. Um, so if you're looking at fixed, and this is just general advice, you know, um, you know they're, they're still higher. Um, banks are still giving great deals to new clients, cashbacks. So yeah, we're we've we're dealing with a couple of clients at the moment, and they'll be over the first two years of the loan that we're moving them to because their existing lender won't look after them, um, and we've asked um, are going to be around ten grand better off over two years. So mm-hmm. if they if they put that into their mortgage, they're going to save quite a bit of time on their mortgage. Um, so yeah, you don't need to stay with your bank, but yeah. Yeah, you know, everything's going to be going up. Um, it's yeah, you know, it's a bit difficult for the RBA because um, you know, the impact of what their decisions does doesn't sort of flow through for a couple of months. So if they've overread the omelet, um, yeah, you know, we could have a bit of a correction. But um, yeah, that's just um, but yeah, if you if you need, don't stress about um things. Um, talk to people that can that can help you. Yeah. There were a couple of topics you wanted to cover before you got out of here, yeah? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so with um, Gareth Ed, yeah, the, the thing about two months for an increase in the RBA's cash rate to be felt by mortgage holders, um, you know, they're, they're now suggesting that, um, well, CBA is that they've lifted rates too far and I, I don't think there'd be anyone disagreeing with that um, except the people on the Reserve Board Bank. And, you know, as we've said, the sooner they get... The sooner they come west of Randwick, or um, yeah, west west of uh, Melbourne, and actually go around and talk to people, the better. Because it's just it's it's amateur out of the comedy club, in my um, in my opinion. Um, one of the interesting things coming through is around Brisbane. Um, we follow the listings and stats and um, values of you know what's happening with property around the country. And in March twenty twenty one the Sydney property market peaked according to CoreLogic because the the monthly growth started to decline. Now, in Brisbane, you know, everyone, every man and their dog has been buying in Brisbane or looking at Brisbane and everyone's just been, you know, charging in. Now, um, in the last um, month, um, Brisbane property prices declined 1.8%. Now, I'm starting to wonder whether the, the decisions around um, the new land tax in in Brisbane is is going to impact Brisbane. So they, I just thought that that was interesting. You know, rents have gone up and unit demand's gone up, and there's not that many available properties for rent. But the drop dwelling values are dropping in Brisbane, so that's just something to keep an eye on. Off the plan purchases. Um, normally, what happens when you when you agree to buy a property off the plan? You might agree today in September 2022 that you're going to buy a property. Hasn't been built yet. You've just seen the pictures and the plans and it's not going to settle till 2024. Now, normally what happens is the um, developer wants a 10% deposit from you. So if you're paying 600 grand, they want 60 grand. So you've got 60 grand locked up with them for two and a bit years. Now, if the developer in the meantime, or the builder or someone goes belly up, um, your 60 grand is at risk 
um, because it might it might be sitting in a trust account, which is where it's meant to be, or it might have gone somewhere where it shouldn't have gone. So one of the one of the things you can do is you can get a thing called a, a deposit bond, which is basically something you buy and give to the developer, which basically says that you're good for the deposit, but you're not going to give them all the money for the property until settlement. Now, if during that time the builder or the developer or someone associated with the property you buy goes belly up, you don't have to pay the deposit. So you're not putting your 10% at risk because the deposit bond only crystallizes if you as the borrower default, not if someone associated with selling you the property. So if you want more info on that, just just um, give us a shout because it is a bit complicated. But um, yeah, if you're looking at buying off the plan, think of, think have a good look at deposit bonds as opposed to paying a cash deposit. The revert rate is something I just wanted to mention. So, you know, people will be on fixed rate loans at the moment. Um, a lot of people are on them. And one when they come off that fixed rate loan, their loan reverts to a variable rate loan unless they want to refix. Normally it's in the contract you or in the paperwork you had when you um signed up for the fixed rate loan that your loan would revert to the standard variable rate, usually less a bit of a discount for existing customers. Now, some of the revert rates people are getting moved to are quite high. So they might be on low 2% and moving to five. So when you get your letter from the bank about your revert rate, talk to your broker if you've got one. If you haven't talked to your bank and if they're not going to look after you, talk to a broker because they can let you know what um, better deals around. Because, you know, one of the other things we've talked about a bit is the interest rate spread between you and existing customers, which you know can be up to 1%. So if you've got a $500,000 loan, you could be paying you know, up to five grand a year extra just in interest um, for your loyalty to a bank. So just, just keep an eye out for that. Um, and I just want to mention just one of the... What banks do, because the numbers of loans is dropping, banks come up with um, ways of trying to encourage more more people. Um, one of the lenders that we deal with, if you have an investment property and an owner-occupied property and you have both your loans with them, um, they will give you the lower owner-occupier rate for your investment property. So, yeah, every now and then a bank comes up with this one where they where they give you a good rate because you've got a couple of loans with them and will give you the lower um, rate um, okay. on your investment property. They'll give you the owner-occupier rate. So there's plenty of good deals out there. Um, so, yeah, just chat to us if you if you need to talk about anything. Yeah, easy. And like always, guys, um, we've got a couple of ways that you can learn more about what we do as a business. If you'd like, we have a website, moneysaverhomeloans.com.au. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook if you just search Money Saver Home Loans. Um, we also have an Instagram, which is Money Saver Home Loans. Go figure. And we have a um, an Instagram page for this podcast as well. If you type in F and P Survival Guide, all one word, you'll find us there. Um, so those are a couple of ways you can look into like what we do. If you have any questions about looking to get a home loan because you want to buy a house to move into or you want to get a home loan to buy an investment property to rent out, there's there's um, lots of different options of how you can go about getting finance and brokers like ourselves or any other broker is like 
in our belief, the best suited person to help you get a good outcome rather than just going straight into NAB or Westpac or whatever the fuck and just getting whatever loan they have to give you. So um, if you want to get involved in that sort of thing, you know how to find us. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.